0: Chef Santiago, thank you so much for uh, coming Brother, on. My Appreciate pleasure, it. man.
1: Thanks for having me here. Yeah, of this course. This place is great, right? Yeah, thank I you. I mean, it really, really is. I I was impressed when I walked in. I'm like, wow, this is big. This is pretty cool and beautiful view of downtown San Diego. And if you have any love for the city like I do, you're in the heart of it right here. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So. Congrats it's so funny, a great we're, spot.
0: we're literally right next to each other, and uh, you know, I walk by a donut bar all the time, I stop in for coffee all the time, because sure. your cold brew is incredible. No,
1: I, it really is, right? Yeah. yeah so the, the cold brew, we make it in-house, actually, and we didn't when we first started. Whenever I first had it, I had it coming in from a, a big coffee supplier, right? And I loved it, but then I'm thinking, wait a minute, how hard is it for me to make cold brew, and could I perfect it? Uh, it's a challenge. So... I took that challenge on, and now our cold brew, it's like one of our number one sellers as far as drinks go. Yeah. So it's
0: pretty cool. So thanks for coming in, though. That's awesome. Yeah, the cold brews. So the cold brew, I can do consistently. The yep. donuts, I try not to do consistently. Hey,
1: you know, moderation, brother. Moderation, that's what it's all about.
0: But they are so good. I mean, w- when people say Donut Bar you know, has the best donuts in the world, yeah. I really believe it. And
1: Hey, I appreciate that. That's what I set out to do, right? So uh, I didn't set out to just be another, you know, donut shop. Whenever I said, hey, I'm going to do a donut shop, I want my donut shop to be distinctive. I want it to set out uh, and be uh, better than the rest. But at the same time, I didn't want to go too far from center as to what a donut needs to be, right? Now, our donuts are very distinctive. Anybody that's seen any donut image on Instagram, they're gonna come across a donut bar donut. They're very distinctive looking distinctive tasting. So that's what my idea was whenever I first started Donut Bar. I want to get a product that people will instantly be able to see, recognize, and know, hey, that's Donut Bar right there. And and that's what we did, you know, and that's been 10 years ago that we started. This happened back in the first day opening March of 2013.
0: Wow. Yeah. So so what got you into the donut business? Cause I know that you were an entrepreneur before this. This yep. isn't like your first, you know, dive into it, but yeah. how did you start Donut Bar and what gets somebody into donuts?
1: For sure. So, you know, uh, it's not my first run at, at, at running a business and, and owning a business, starting a business. Um, I, but, but the story starts here. I worked for Ritz-Carlton Four Seasons uh, Hotels, right? Hyatt Hotels for years did everything you can imagine in every one of the kitchens, from the uh, Grand Mailea in Maui to the Ritz-Carlton in Kapalua to uh, where else, the Regent Beverly Wilshire, the Pretty Woman Hotel in Beverly Hills, worked at all the hotels. And I always wanted to do my own thing. I was never really much to just work at a company, right? There's a, there's a lot of need for that, but I knew my spirit wouldn't just have that, right? So here's, the, here's how we go to donuts, from working at a Four Seasons Hotel to owning a donut bar, right? So and creating it and and starting it from literally nothing, right? And and so I was working at the hotels, and at the, the particular time it actually started was had to have been when I was working at the Regent Beverly Wilshire in Beverly Hills, but I lived in Orange County, okay? I was having to commute back and forth between Orange County and Beverly Hills. And I said, you know what, I just can't afford gas, and this was back, you know, I guess this was 15 years ago, no longer. A long time ago, I'm aging myself right now, okay? <laughs> this was a long time ago, kids. Um, and, but, but gas was still uh, an issue as it is today, right? And uh, commuting, and I said, you know what? I'm going to start riding a motorcycle and I'll probably be able to save some gas. And at the same time, I said, eh, if I started riding motorcycles, that'd be kind of cool, that's fun. You know, Everybody you know, wants a, a hobby or something to get into. The problem is, is that whenever I get into something, I jump in with both feet. So here I go when I buy this motorcycle and I start commuting on it. No lessons, no nothing. I just said, I'll figure it out and I did. Well, fast forward, I figured it out so well that I decided that I would end up starting to race motorcycles, because I got really good at it. And I said, I'm gonna start taking my motorcycle down to the racetrack and one thing leads to the next and now the only date I can remember, 2009, I won a couple of motorcycle road racing championships. So from commuting on a motorcycle, not knowing how to ride it, all the way up to now 2009, I won a couple of road racing championships. Loved it. Loved motorcycles, so much so that I started a business around motorcycles. And that business was a motorcycle rental company, and I had locations all across the country, and we rented high-end sport bikes. Lots of fun, enjoyed it. But then something happened. Um, in 2009, I won two road racing championships, really proud of that. it was a, a great feather in my own cap. You know, anytime we set out to do something and we want to accomplish our goals, I say, that's great. But, but I looked at my, my, the attrition, the bills, everything that it took to go road racing, very expensive hobby sport, if you will. And I said, you know, as much money as I'm making in my rental business, it's not paying me to go racing And that's the real reason that I want to continue the business at the time is to support my racing habits. So it it, it happened in a a weird way here, Kevin. Uh, In 2010, I was at Las Vegas Motor Speedway on the racetrack in the middle of a race. And uh, for no other reason other than the fact I was done, I was done. Whenever I'm done, I'm done. Literally, I pulled off the racetrack, had a full contingency with sponsorship. There was even a TV show wrapped into it. And I pulled in and I said, I'm done. Maybe it was the stress from the TV show. Maybe it was the stress from just business being a a tough business, but something happened to me where I was done with motorcycles. Had eaten, slept it, dreamt it, everything. My kids were around it every single weekend. We lived at the racetrack and then I was just done. So I hung up my leathers and said, hmm, now what do I do? I want out of this business all together. Sold the business, didn't want anything else to do with motorcycles. Some bad stuff happened with motorcycles. I have had friends and acquaintances and fellow racers, you know, injuries, deaths, all that sort of thing, everything you'd expect. But that, that still wasn't the catalyst to it. I just was mentally exhausted and done with motorcycles. So I wanted to give it a break. I'd done that for, I guess, 10 years, right, uh, with the rentals and the racing and everything else. So I said, you know, I want to do something different. And I thought of all sorts of different ideas and ways and things I could earn money. As an entrepreneur, we always know the grind never stopped, right? So I said to myself, what what can I do? What do I want to do? And I did a little bit of soul searching. It's kind of funny that it led me to donuts, but let me tell you how that happened. That was your original question. (laughs) You see, I go on a long road trip here with you, right? But it's easier to explain if I just get into the details of it, right? So uh, everything was great. I said, I need to figure out another way to earn an income. I have a family. Luckily, I have some money because I had a decent business and I was able to sell it and I was able to do okay. So there wasn't a a big, big rush into it. But no matter how much you save and no matter what kind of lifestyle you lead, if you're not earning every single day, it's gonna run out. And I knew that was happening. So I said, what can I do? So I'm looking at everything. And I I, I did a little soul searching. I said, what makes me happy? What is it that, that I enjoy? Well, I want a business that, hmm, I like kids. I dig kids. I have two boys of my own. At the time, they were uh, nine and 11. And, and I loved everything about all their little buddies, all their school events, and all that. So I thought, I want to do something where I can have a bunch of kids around. That's kind of cool. And then I said, uh, let me lend on something that I have experience with, and that was as a pastry chef. Hmm, what can I do? Uh, cupcakes back then were starting to fizzle out. I said, I don't want to do a cupcake. Well, I used to make wedding cakes. Maybe I'll do wedding cakes. Uh, not really a bunch of kiddos around, and I don't really get to interact with a whole lot of people because I'm a people person. I love having people around, you know. So then I said, uh, hmm, what about donuts? Imagine if I did a donut. And I said, eh, that's kind of cool. Eh, we'll think about it. Well, long story, sh- well, still a longer story. <laughs> so then I get on a motorcycle, and, and even though I want to get away from motorcycles, I wanted to clear my brain, so I'm on a rental Harley Davidson, and I'm driving up north uh, through Northern California, a long little, not a long tour, but, you know, six, seven hundred mile tour. And it was a cold morning, and I hopped into a donut shop to get a cold, uh, warm cup of coffee and a donut. And there it was again, donuts in my face. I'm like, hmm, I'm cold, it's wet, uh, central California, and I said, I'm gonna get a donut. And I looked, and I looked at the shop owner, and they looked like they were pretty darn happy. And I was like, all right, shop owner, happy, enjoying life, all right. Uh, little do I know how much work it was, but I'm like, hmm, they faked it really good because they look really happy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> they were just tired, that's all. It was just exhaustion on their face, and I mistook for a smile. Darn them. So either way, I said, you know, they're doing a good job. They're making some great donuts. These are hardworking people, and they're making some good donuts. I wonder if I could perfect a donut. I came back from my trip and I said, you know what? I'm going to perfect the donut. I think I'm gonna do it. I'm going to look. At the time, you know, I've moved around a bit. I I lived in Manhattan Beach at the time. So I looked for, first off, a location. Like where would be a great spot to make a donut shop? I looked in Ventura County, San Bernardino County, LA County, Orange County, San Diego County. And I came to downtown San Diego. And I asked everybody here, you know, where's a good donut shop in downtown? Now this was 2013, sure there was Google, but I Googled everything and nothing showed up. And I was like, come on, there's gotta be a donut shop hidden somewhere in downtown San Diego. Lo and behold, there was none. I was like, wow, that's weird. Seventh largest city in the country. And there's not a donut shop in the downtown area? Come on, what's going on? So I, I, I met with a couple of realtors, looked on a couple of places to buy some uh, real estate or to lease some real estate. And lo and behold, I found this place here on 6th and B that was available to rent. And I said, nah, you know what, I bet the rent's gonna be too high downtown. And I was kind of bummed whenever I found out that the rent wasn't too high. I was bummed because I'm thinking, shit, there's nothing stopping me now. I've gotta do this. So I hadn't made any donuts in years. The last time I'd made donuts was at the Regent Beverly Wilshire and that was just for staff there wasn't clients ordering donuts back then, which fast forward to today, I get so many orders from every hotel there is, from the Pendry to the Hyatt's to the, uh, the Marriott's, everybody's ordering donuts, right? But back then, donuts weren't that big. It was just something I made for fun for employees. So uh, where were we at? So I, I, uh, I found this location. I said, you know what, I'm gonna go home and I'm gonna try and make some donuts like I used to. Well, the problem is making donuts at home, I don't care who you are, your donuts are gonna suck. You can't make a donut at home, you just can't, they suck. You can all try, but don't burn your house down either, okay? <laughs> um, fire's scary, we'll talk about that. Um, so, uh, just because you can't get the temperature right, right? You can get a big pot, you can get all the oil you want in it, all the shortening you want in it, it's just not gonna work. But I tried, and I tried, and I tried, and I cried, and I cried, and I tried some more, and, and finally I said, you know what, I, I think I got something, you know what, let me concentrate on the glazes. So I started making a bunch of glazes. Well, by the time everything came together, the lease was available for me to sign. It was time to move in. And I said, all right, let me move in. And then I'm going to order all of my equipment and I'm going to start making my donuts. And I did that. I didn't open the doors for a month after I had the lease. I had everything in place. I had employees. Was, Everybody's was on the payroll. But I still wanted to make my donuts. And then I finally decided on the date. I believe it was March 16th. And I said, you know what, March 16th, we're going to open these doors come hell or high water. And I did. Well, here's the biggest problem. I didn't realize what the demand was going to be. All right, this is 2013, the only marketing I did, and I think this page is still out there, I created a Tumblr page, right? Really? I put it on Tumblr, wasn't that it? It It's a Tumblr page, right? Actually, I take that back. My son, Chris, who was 11, made my Tumblr page. (laughs) Didn't you? Yeah, (coughs) yeah, he made my Tumblr page. And and so I did that, right? And uh, we we made a Tumblr page, and put a little sign in the window, saying, you know, rising soon, well, Lo and behold, that morning, it was a Thursday morning. We opened up, and I made about 300 donuts. I was like, wow, that was a lot. It was a, that was a lot of work, man, 300 donuts, right? Yeah. And they sold out in 20 minutes.
0: Whoa. Yeah,
1: so we opened up to a line. 20 minutes later, they were all gone. I said, whoa, 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 this is bad. This is bad. The next day, I said, you know what? We, we, uh, we have to regroup. I don't even have enough supplies to make 300 more donuts, and I'm going to probably have to make 600. So we closed the following day. So we can call it our soft opening, if you will. Even though I didn't expect it to be just soft, I was ready to open. I was like, every day I'll make 300 donuts, we'll be good. No, so I made 600 donuts for Saturday morning. Closed Friday, 600 donuts for Saturday morning. 45 minutes, you better believe they were all gone. So I had to close Sunday and Monday and really reevaluate what we did. So it was open, close, open, close, close, really step up everything learn new processes how to make more donuts bigger quantities and bigger mixers bigger everything right and then we opened up that Tuesday it was and when we opened up we opened up to a line that was not just down the block you know you you said on our same block it came down the block stretched all the way down here by your front doors I couldn't believe it now 10 years later Surviving through COVID, everything else on a Saturday, Sunday, you'll still get a line down to the end of the block. Yeah, which is crazy. Ten years later, so I always say something. You know, I'm like, hey, uh, you know, yeah, yeah. I think we make the best donut in the world. I, I truly do. And you have to if you're if you're going to do something, do it the best you can. And I, I do the best I can. If there's anything I can do to better it, I'm going to do it. Why not? Right?
0: Yeah.
1: Um, it's the, the the I can do anything attitude, right? So, ten years later, here we are, still selling out. Um, we have big lines, and, and, and I, I just can't, uh, I can't uh, tell you what the secret is other than, other than doing the best that you can every single day. So this is something I tell my staff a lot. Pardon me, that was a mimosa. <laughs> God, it's good. Um, here's what I tell my staff every day. So we open up. We have a couple of jobs. Our jobs are, number one, to make donuts, number two, to sell donuts. Everything else in between, let me take care of. Right? Me and my staff are gonna make the donuts. My other staff's gonna sell the donuts and everything else in between. It's just business, right? We're gonna make it happen. But at the end of the day, all we need to do is make sure that we're prepared to open up those doors to the customers and that once those doors are open, they're gonna get five star service. I invite anybody out there that's watching this podcast right now, listening, look up Donut Bar San Diego, look at our Yelp. It's unbelievable. Five star review after five star review, and here's the thing: you, Have you looked at it?
0: I looked at it today, and I'll just real quick. I want to cool. say, oh yeah, I'll let you get one word in. Damn near, <laughs> no, it's good, it's good. It's damn near impossible to get a Yelp page yeah. at you're at like 4.8 out of five, which is which is just like there's and most Yelp reviewers, in my personal opinion, leave three star reviews, right? Yeah, it's lots. Just, it's a weird mix. Yeah. So the yeah. fact that you guys have almost a perfect reputation on there means that your reputation really is almost perfect. And, and I, I don't know anybody that has a better reputation.
1: Right, so I appreciate that, thank you. And, and And I gotta give credit where credit's due. My staff is absolutely incredible. Everybody that helps me make the donuts, everybody who sells my donuts, if you will. My son, he works on the counter. Five-star review after five-star review. It's amazing. A lot of uh, business owners I talk to, they say, how do I get more Yelp reviews? Man, we're lucky to get one a month, two a month, maybe one a week. We'll get, uh, if there's seven days in a week, we'll get 10, 12, 15 reviews. On a weekend, it's not uncommon for me to see three or four reviews every single day, all five-star, all-hitting. But one of the things that are re- that's really important, if there's any secret in business, it's this. And I've said it for years, but it's even more so right now. It's more pronounced. Where everybody's fucking lacking is customer fucking service. Yeah. Push the customer service, you guys, and don't just push it half. Don't go halfway through. Go 100% in. And that's what we do. We go 100% in, right? Um, I-, I tell my staff this: there is a lot of pride that you have to take into being a servant. I'm a servant. When we clock in. We're servants to whomever that customer is. Take pride in it. Don't let that be degrading. Let that be a plus positive. Like, I take pride in what I do. Here's my staff's biggest problem. After, after they've been with me for a few years, especially the front of the house staff, right, my frontline staff, they get so fucking bummed going to other restaurants because they're not getting the service. They're not getting the attention. Yeah. You know, this is all stuff that I learned working for Ritz-Carlton Four Seasons Hyatt Hotel. The customer is always right yes yes my pleasure absolutely think of a chick-fil-a my pleasure absolutely those come from four seasons i don't know i don't think chick-fil-a started that's four seasons uh, motto or hyatt actually uh the, the three steps customer service i forget what they were but one of them was you know uh the, the customer you know it's my pleasure always we can do whatever we want to do so for instance i'll give you a quick for instance here you like your coffee right you like your cold brew we get a lot of specialty coffee orders i know because i'm a regular guy too that goes out and sometimes i'm stuck going to a starbucks they make good coffee they got a good product but is it my a number one priority to support a starbucks not necessarily no one of the reasons why is whenever i go to starbucks and if i want something special i'm not going to get a absolutely no problem my pleasure i'm going to get a ah, man my job's hard enough and now you're going to make me do a this and a that and this here's the funny part man we encourage it We love it. I love to make a drink that's right. My staff loves to take that order. And trust me, sometimes you do want to roll your eyes. You'll see this cup with all these directions on it. There's 10 steps to this coffee. It's like, you're only paying four bucks. What do you want? But that's on the inside voice. The outside voice, this is a challenge. Let's make this drink. And if I'm going to make the drink, if my staff's going to make the drink, we're going to make it the best we can. And I I tell them little things like, act like you're making it for your mom or your dad coming to visit. Act like it's for your husband or your wife that's here. You're going to give some donuts out. Give them, act like you're boxing that up for your family, where here's the pride. This is where I work at. This is what I do. Small little customer request. Don't blow them up. For instance, empowerment. Each one of my employees is empowered. You come into Donut Bar. You get the wrong donut. You get the wrong order. Anything can happen, right? Rarely, but whenever it does, you can't be perfect. But what you have to learn to do is apologize really, really well. Now, to do an apology really well, that means you do it instantly, immediately, and you go over and beyond what that customer's expectation was. So, the last thing any of my staff will ever do is if somebody comes in to complain about whatever. Wasn't enough sprinkles on my donut, example. There's always sprinkles on the donut, though. What are you talking about? <laughs> no, but if they come in and there's not enough sprinkles on the donut, the last thing I want to hear as a consumer, as a customer, a guest in your establishment is, let me get my manager. What the are you talking about? Are right. you saying I didn't describe my problem enough? Now I have to think in my head, how do I describe it even more severe, more dramatic to get my point across to the manager now? Right. No, instantly, let me take care of that. Boom, boom, boom. You have a sprinkle, donut you, you're not happy with? Well, here's two. Boom, done. Instant, immediate gratification, and we, we go over and beyond anticipating what their needs are. And then it's not condescending. It's like, is there anything else I can get you? Don't forget, there's some forks over there, some knives over there, there's some napkins, take as many as you would like. You ask for extra sauce, uh, we do sriracha, and boy, I had to buy a lot of that stuff. Uh, as soon, as, I watch all the food news, and as soon as I heard that, and I'm like, oh, what's the shelf life on it? Boom, we're ordering 10 cases of it. Boom, it's there. So if you want sriracha, hit me up. 20 bucks a bottle, no, I'm joking. <laughs> but you know, little things, if a customer says, can I get more sriracha? It's not like, oh, it's a 25 cent charge. Oh, it's a this, oh, it's a that, nah. If you're in customer service, you open the doors to the public, the devil's bound to walk in. But guess what you meet them with? All the holy bells, right? Like, we're here, buddy. You can't mess with it. Right. So that gets right back to all of our Yelp reviews. Yelp, TripAdvisor, Google Plus, or Google, all of them. Uh, TripAdvisor, for instance, the number one bakery in all of San Diego for 10 years running. The number one bakery in all of San Diego, there's some, I don't know what the number is. It's, it's a ridiculous amount of number of bakeries. That's not just San Diego downtown. That's the county wide, right. the number one. Yelp, I uh, was the 20, uh, I'm aging myself here. It wasn't that long ago, before COVID, 2019 or 2020. No, 2019, uh, top 100 business leaders of North America. So it was cool that Yelp recognized me. They brought me up to San Francisco, blew me up. I got to meet the CEO of Yelp, was treated like a king for a whole Friday, Saturday, Sunday picked up executive style at the airport i felt like a big shot yeah but it was really cool that yelp identified those top 100 business leaders in north america and they recognized it and you know getting to to yelp for instance right um i respond to my yelp reviews i love them we have learned to grow from our yelp reviews somebody doesn't like something does that mean i'm going to change it no maybe maybe not mostly not because it's pretty good what we're doing right yeah but i I, we, we take it all we take that feedback man Do you have any questions? (laughs) No, this is really good. I just run with it, bro, I'm sorry. No, please, continue,
0: continue. (laughs) So so I I do have to say that every time I go into Donut Bar, um, the line is usually pretty long, right? Like it takes a little bit of time to get through there. And for like a coffee, like I could easily order from Starbucks and order on the app, go They're in, closer to it you. Up. Yeah, they're closer to they're, you. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of, yeah, I mean, you guys are right yeah, there. They're but
1: they're, they're 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 200 feet closer. Why are you coming
0: to us? The the service that I get from you guys yeah. is absolutely top-notch. And Starbucks is known for good service. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, Starbucks yeah. isn't like... No, some, no, no, they're,
1: they're, they're not fly-by-night. No, 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 they're good. Yeah, absolutely.
0: So, so the fact that when I walk in, everybody always says, hey, they try to build a relationship, a genuine relationship, yes. and have a genuine smile.
1: Yeah, I'm so happy you understand, and you're seeing that, and you've got that That's exactly what we try and get,
0: man. I think everybody feels that way.
1: That's good. This is what I tell my staff, too. There's a lot of training that goes on. We're not just selling donuts there, right? Um, I've got a lot of younger staff, and most important to me, the staff that I have on, that I'm trying to mold and build, is the dude sitting here to my right, my son. I want him to learn. There's no better learning than he's getting watching how this sincerely five-star business operates. Yeah. The things that we do. So my staff knows that the average customer once they get greeted by the first person inside donut bar is only on that line for two two and a half minutes right so we're talking not a whole long time my idea with my staff is for them to build that relationship in two and a half minutes so it's like speed dating if you will but speed relationships we're creating bonds with customers within two and a half minutes all the while they're selling donuts Right? And, and my staff understands their job is to sell donuts, right? They're not getting commission based or anything like that but I tell you the tips they walk away with sometimes they make more than I do. <laughs> Man, uh, but their tips are ridiculous. It's so good, I'm so happy for them. Yeah. But um, the, here's how I judge how great that customer experience was. Once that customer gets down to the end of the line and now they're finally checking out at the register, whenever I see them starting to pick up merch Whenever I see them not wanting to leave the cashier because they want to do it all over again, yeah, I know we have built that relationship. One of the coolest things is never I'm walking through, and I'm there seven days a week. Don't make any mistake about it. Yeah. Uh, people might see the flashy lifestyle and the Instagram life. I got the Ferrari and the motorcycles and the cool house and all this fun stuff. But legit. Seven days a week grinding, boom, boom, boom. But I love what I do, that whole expression, and saying, you know, if you, you do what you love and never work a day in your life, Yeah, it's bullshit because I work every single day of my life. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I enjoy it, man. That's the difference, right? But, but we have only a few minutes to create those relationships with those customers. Time and time again, now I'm speaking from a decade in business. I have so many customers that come in. Just had a guy yesterday, a family from Italy. We were here five years ago. We thought about nothing but donut bar. Once we got to San Diego, we knew we had to come here. Here's a photo of us five years ago. Let's take another photo, and I love posting those up. It happens all the time. Somehow, some way, we have created this uh, experience where people come in, it's not just about the donut. Now, you have to have a good product, and you've heard this expression before. You can have the best product in the world But unless you're willing to stand up on the tallest mountain and in your largest voice, scream it to the masses, stay home, go to bed. What are you doing? Don't wake up. So I know every single day, whenever I wake up, I'm going to scream to the masses and I'm going to tout what I have. And yeah, it might be a little braggadocious, but if you have the product, you can back it up, do it hundred percent, do it. There's never been a better time to be in business, in my opinion. We have so many avenues of marketing, getting our name out there, getting people to get excited and 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 be. Uh, what's the word I use? The, the, this mimosa is talking to me right now. Where <laughs> where, where where they they, they become
0: testimonials? Right? Yeah. The the, the the reviews, the customers talking to people. And I think the locals sell Donut Bar a lot, too, because oh, you man, give the experience I. to the people that live downtown. Yeah. And then we live in San Diego, that's so right. mom, dad, cousin, friend, college roommate, whatever, is coming into town, dude, we gotta go to Donut gotta Bar, go. everybody. We just had my girlfriend's I, family Dude, downtown. and I appreciate
1: it, and I see that all the time. And that's the thing is, you want to be able to share something that's fun and that you can depend on. In any business that somebody's starting, you have to be certain that you're able to give that customer base dependability and accountability. They have to know that they can count on you. Think about it, if you went and, and you had a bad experience at Donut Bar, uh, let's say you came five times and two of the times were kind of shit, you wouldn't be as excited to bring your friends and family in, because yep. you're like, what if it's one of those shitty days? We have no shitty days. Yep. You can mark my words on it, write it down, hashtag no shitty days, and it's <laughs> the truth at Donut Bar, we don't. And here's one of the other things, we're on stage. My staff knows in the back of the house we have signs that say, smile, you are on stage. I don't care what boyfriend problems you have, husband, wife, dog died, that sucks. We're going to all powl around after shift and have mimosas and talk about it because that shit sucks, but right now we're on stage, let's get out there and let's perform. Let's do it, let's crush it. And it's, it's this, you know, you got to build your team up every single morning, every day. We have pre-shift meetings, right? Um, sometimes I'm late and they don't get a pre-shift, but I know that they're working off of yesterday's pre-shift, right? And, uh, and we have a small post-shift. I want to get them out the door because they have their lives to leave, live, right? But uh, we build it up. Now, talking about the food, the same thing happens with my bakers and my decorators, right? I have a huge culinary staff because we're producing, you know, we'll do 3,000 donuts on a weekend, right? That's a lot of dough to produce, right? So, and, and you know, was, the Pendry just had special, we get special orders all the time for three, four, 5,000 donuts, right? Yeah. But we're never going to be a place that's just mass manufacturing. Even though that number sounds like a lot, they're still all handmade, hand cut, hand decorated. We don't even have the simplistic machines of like, they're, they're, there's these manual machines where you can glaze 30, 20, 15 donuts at a time. We don't have those. Each one's hand dipped, hand loved, hand decorated. And that word that I just slipped in there, love, if my staff doesn't have the love for it, go home. Yeah. Dude, they have to love their jobs. If they don't like it here, they're gonna taste it in the energy, the food. Yeah. I have a a, a story I tell
0: Go ahead, go ahead, I I just wanna say that is something that I think that people don't take serious enough is the attention to detail, not just the attention to detail in the way it looks and the way you make it, but the actual energy, the physical energy that you're producing around food, actually, I don't know how it works, but I'm yeah. telling you, when, Dude, you it look is. At, when you look at cultures that enjoy their food and mm-hmm. they actually, they're not in a rush, they sit down and they enjoy it and it was made with love, like right. you said, there yeah. is a different digestion that happens. Dude, I believe happens. that.
1: And not only does it happen when you're making it, which is really, really important. And like I say, I a lot of my staff has been with me for seven, eight years, right? I just had somebody who was with me for 10 years and they just literally retired, which is good for him. I think he retired, but then maybe he got offered more money to do a skyscraper job. I forget <laughs> what it was, but he left. He was with me for 10 years. <clears throat> I miss him. No, I don't. No, I do miss him, but either way, he's gone. So um, the, the thing is, is, it's not just with the food, it's all with the, the preparation of food, it's also with um, that final service with the food, right? How you're feeling as you take that food away, once you start consuming. And I always say this to my staff, this is part of our training. I say, listen, think about the best whatever dish you like. For instance, what's the best dish that you like? Pizza. Pizza. Think about the best pizza you've had, right? The best pizza you've had. Now think about that service whenever that pizza was delivered to you. Did you have a home delivery or did you eat in a place, in a restaurant?
0: Yeah, Italy. In Italy, okay.
1: Yeah. Now then, that pizza was fabulous, it was good. But I guarantee you something else happened. That customer service delivering that pizza was also good and memorable. Yeah,
0: wasn't You're it? You're completely right. I'm completely right, because
1: here's the deal. That same pizza slice, could have been just tossed in front of you, yeah. and the person walked away, suddenly what happens is your brain is souring your taste buds, literally. And it doesn't matter how great the reviews are, how beautiful the place is, who you're with, what kind of fun time you're having, you can be laughing and having the greatest time with friends and family. And now you're looking forward to a slice of pizza, and it was dropped in front of you, and the chick walked away, and you're like, I want it, and she's ignoring you. Or he. And you're like, duh okay and then uh, can't, nope no service yeah I do it with steak right I, I love a steak and whenever that steak if it's slid across the table and sizzling and it's hot and it looks great and I'm like I get a steak knife 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 and she's gone I'm like dang this is an expensive steak this is you know this is a $48 steak I'm looking forward to and next thing you know, I don't have any knife instantly and it's happening my taste buds are souring yeah i don't care how damn good that steak is and you know what the the, the shittiest part is is you got to think about how much energy went into a marketing to get me into that place to sit down and order a steak yeah all the nothing it's not talking about my steak, talk about your pizza what did it take for you to get there you flew on an airplane thousands of miles you were looking forward to that slice of pizza that's part of what made it so good you were looking forward to it like crazy You're like i'm gonna real slice of pizza yeah. in italy baby yeah Imagine if it came back to you and it was shit. Yeah. Or, or the pizza was good but the service was shit. It's going to sour everything about the experience. We talk about that a lot at Donut Bar. People look forward to it, and you can see it on our social media. I hear about it daily. We've been thinking about coming. We were we were coming to California. We said up, oh, we're going to San Diego. We got to try this Donut Bar place. Or we tried it, and We had to come back. We made our trip to San Diego again. This is part of our family's uh, legacy and history now. We do this. It's it's part of our traditions, if you will. And 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 they're doing it Uh, like we were talking about earlier whenever you bring friends and family in because they know they can count on it right Right. so so getting back to it you have to give your customer base uh commitment that they can come in and that is going to be just as good as it was the time you experienced but here's the caveat to it you set a high standard talking about four seasons ritz carlton hyatt hotels we don't get everything the way we want we can really be let down quick Right. So the same happens at Donut Bar. People are so looking forward to it. They're reading the TripAdvisor reviews, the Yelp reviews, five star after five star. then next thing you know, ah oh, dang, it wasn't that great for whatever the reason was. It's easy to let people down. Right? right. So like I tell my staff, and you've heard this before, if I have bad staff, bad front of the house, if, if they're not happy being there every single day, I beg them, please, please find another job, please leave. I want you here. I want to mold you, but some people are unmoldable. So if you're not happy here, please leave because there's so much that it took to get that customer in the door. So much they did. Little kids making deals with their mom. I cleaned the garage. I cleaned my bedroom. I I did this. I did that. I fed the dog. I ate all my vegetables last night. All these things riding on that experience, right? So we got to make sure that we hit all those high notes once they get there and not let them down.
0: Yeah, that's really good. And and to speak to the experience that is Donut Bar, one thing that I really love is you park your Ferrari right outside. <laughs> yeah. You got the door open. Kids are sitting in it. Right, people right. are taking pictures. People love that. Dude, it's um, fun. It's fun. D- tell me about your passion and obsession, yeah. you can yeah, call it, yeah, with yeah, Ferraris. Yeah,
1: with, car, with, with my Ferrari. I, I, I love Ferraris. I, I've loved exotic cars since I was a kid. I heard somebody say not long ago, and here's a great thing, right? We all have social media, TikTok, Instagram. There's so many great, great inspirational quotes, right? It's like it's like every day somebody's throwing a Chinese proverb book at us, <laughs> like read this. And it's like, all right, I'm reading it, I'm watching it, you know, and it's great, great, great. So, so you know, the the thing is, is I I find myself wanting to share kind of the success that I've had with this, and, and one of those easiest ways to share that success is. Is sharing the Ferrari, right? So every weekend, actually Friday, Saturday, Sunday, I park my Ferrari out in the front of the shop, leave the windows down, door open, um, and I invite anybody and everybody to hop in it. Kiddos, adults, moms, dads, grandma, grandpas, anybody. Now, speaking of dads, on uh, it's been a, it's become a tradition now. On Father's Day, we give rides to dads, not kiddos. I never give kiddos rides. I never give moms rides. I'm sorry, moms, but it's. <laughs> donuts with dads and it's ferraris for dads and they line up and you know my dad comes in and 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 it's funny because i'm a dad too right so it's uh we we're we're and i I express this to them we're always like i say oh we're giving rides out you know and we have a sign now but before like hey we're giving rides out like oh no take my kid and i'm like no 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 this is dad's day but isn't that a great thing that's the way we are as dads like no you first go son please i want my kids to enjoy this yeah but I I I, may, I put on the brakes and I was like no 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 pump the brakes here this is for dads to go and experience it and I tell you the dads they love it so so much so it's not just hopping in the Ferrari we're doing hot laps yeah and yeah. and, 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 and CHB's called the 1199 Foundation good one to join it um, <laughs> I've and, seen the, the before. oh yeah dude you have, to, plate, you have to you have to and it's a good organization too sincerely helps the fallen officers CHB, and families that are in trouble with the with, with uh, the, any law enforcement issues that they've they're law enforcement employees had yeah. so good good foundation 1199 foundation um, I've supported them for years and it's not just because of the Ferrari and the benefits but um so either way yeah definitely I, I like putting the Ferrari out in the front I love people to experience it I, I, I I'm hoping to inspire right where it's like hey yeah you can own a donut shop and, and you can own a Ferrari but that, here's the caveat to that as well back in 2013 know, there was one of two cars parked out in front. It was my PT Cruiser <laughs> or my 2005 Jeep Wrangler that was spray-painted black whenever I bought it and had all four unmatching wheels. Nobody wanted to hop into either of those. <laughs> I bet. <laughs> but sincerely, so a lot of people think, you know, they, and, and they see this Ferrari, right? And they're like, ah, oh, this guy, just he must come for money, right? Furthest from the truth. My inspiration was, I was a kid. I, I lived up in the San Fernando Valley. Didn't come from anything, right? The most meager of means you can envision? Yeah, that was me, right? Uh, you know, uh, as, as bad as you can imagine, you know, growing up without any wealth at all?
0: Yeah.
1: That was me, right? Yeah. And I remember walking. And, and, and I think that's created who I am and where I am today, right? Yeah. I, I, I will never stop uh, the drive to succeed and to accomplish. And, and there's a ceiling to it, I mentioned that earlier but before we're on air, where I, I don't need to go all the way up, I just need to go up high enough where I'm feeling comfortable and I'm having a good time, right? Um, so I remember as a kid, I'm walking, and I'm walking to the San Fernando Valley, and I saw this Lamborghini Countach. God, had a poster of it in my room, as all of us did back then, you know? Yeah. Uh, I was, uh, what, and, uh, 11 years old, probably. And I saw it, and it was at a, uh, a auto repair shop. And I was like, wow, I bet you I can sneak over there and touch that thing, and no one's going to catch me. And sure, sure enough, I did. I walked over to it, and I remember, and my sons heard this story a million times. I walk over to it, and I put my finger on the wheel, you know, and I put, picked it up, and it was silver. It was because they're, they're metallic brakes, right? And I was, that's the first time I'd ever touched it. And I was like, even the dust shines. Yeah. I love that. That set it off for me. I knew one day I'm going to have an exotic car. And and so my first exotic car was, not that it's too exotic, but uh, at the time it was a Lamborghini Gallardo. Loved it, loved it, loved it. And I've always wanted to share it. Just from that day, right? Knowing like, wow, what it inspired me just to touch the car. So now I fast forward I'm like, man, imagine if i let little kiddos hop in the sucker you know what i mean like right. hop in here and my son does the same thing to him he's like no get in there and he always says the, the same thing he says to the kiddos like no grab the steering wheel grab it because it's really you know it, it's a race car steering wheel you yeah. know it's beautiful carbon fiber and leather and has a bunch of buttons and controls on it and stuff so uh in, in fact he knows this well because uh and this was as a dad moment kind of a fun moment too i i got to let and i tell the story a lot you know where i'm going prom i let him take it to prom
0: oh you lucky <laughs> that was pretty cool the, the gallardo or no the, the, the ferrari the ferrari, the ferrari. Okay, yeah, yeah yeah
1: yeah no he took the ferrari to prom and and that was pretty cool that's I'm sure awesome his, uh, his ex-girlfriend will always have to remember that too like yeah, my boyfriend prom ferrari her new boyfriend will never like that <laughs> sorry for listening love it <laughs> but uh, no man we just have a, a good time for sure you know uh i love what donuts has been able to it's built my character and who i am right and uh, i walk around town and i'm known as the donut guy uh it's kind of fun it's kind of cool uh there's a lot of things to be known for right yeah you're known for all of your real estate marketing and people recognize you when you walk around town it's kind of different and cool yeah. to be recognized um i, I guess i don't help matter as much whenever i'm walking around town with uh, bright pink air force ones on and, and my chef's uniform you know what i mean in this flashy ferrari but i enjoy it you know and it's all about just uh creating the vibe, right? Yeah. And, and sharing that success as much as I can.
0: I love it. So now I know that some celebrities have popped into oh, Donut Man. Bar. I know you were mentioned on Ellen. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, there's there's so much that sort of is attracted to Donut Bar. Can you talk about some of the celebrities that have been in? Yeah, yeah. We've had a whole
1: bunch of people in. I'm horrible at spotting celebs, so I, I count on my staff for letting me know. Yeah. But we've had everybody from John Cena come in there, uh, Ryan Seacrest, uh, uh, who else, Chris? I forget. All, oh, uh, Ludacris. Ludy. He was really cool. Ludacris comes in. Uh, his, his buddy, uh, uh, what, what's his buddy's name? Uh, the, uh, his, his actor buddy. Uh, his dad was, uh, you see, you're stumping me right now. Uh, I'm sorry, I forget his name. Ludacris' buddy. He's famous too. And his dad, Eastwood. Eastwood. What's okay. first name? What's his first name? The Clint son. Eastwood? The Clint Eastwood's oh, son. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, uh, I forget. We're Alexa, getting his what name. is
0: Clint Eastwood's son's name? Alexa. What is Clint Eastwood's son's name? Clint Eastwood's sons are Scott Eastwood and Kyle Eastwood. Scott. Scott. Okay. Scott. So Thank Scott you,
1: Scott happens to be a really big donut bar fan. And they were doing some showdown here. He and they were they were hanging out together. Uh, uh, Ludacris and, and Scott Eastwood and next thing I see on my Instagram they're talking about Donut Bar you know and I'm like what and somebody forwards it to me He's like look at these guys they're just in love with Donut Bar you know and they're talking about coming tomorrow so I'm like okay let me let me reach out you know so I reached out I'm like hey you guys coming through oh yeah chef would love to come in you know I hope it's not gonna be too big of a distraction this and that and I'm like it's going to be but come through you yeah know? And, yeah and he came through and here was the weirdest part man I set him in the bar area at Donut Bar and it's he and I and I, I'm, I'm just like how's this gonna go you know How, how's Luderscus is gonna be is he gonna he seems like a pretty nice guy yeah I if he really is you know yeah and, and dude he ends up being just great and here's the funny part he st- I said what, what can I get for you you know I mean you can see the donuts right there you point to him and then without looking he starts smart guy right most successful people these guys their memories are so great and he, yeah. he knew and he would had donut bar before but he remembered he was like make it a chocolate euphoria I'm hoping you got the French toast donut today oh what about the big papa tart can you bring me one of those and I'm like i was blown away dude because he was naming the donuts by name yeah he wasn't just saying bring me a chocolate sprinkle bring me a bring me something with nuts on it he was like i want the big papa tart oh do you get the s'mores one i was like got you bro got yeah. you and i was dude i was blown away i'm like "Ludie, what's up yeah so um so sincerely ludicrous was one of my favorite people that have came in uh we hung out he, he took pictures with people. You know, we blocked the little area up. There was a bunch of people. I didn't announce it that he was coming in, but, you yeah, you, know, you can't yeah, recognize you that dude. Yeah. We're, we're packed. It's like a Saturday morning, you know, hundreds of people in line. And then Ludacris sitting over at the bar chowing on donuts. That's and so And I'm funny. just, like, on cloud nine, like, this is legit, dude. I can't even believe it. So, so so much fun with that. And uh, who else? I've got to admit, the nicest celebrity I've ever met, and I always give him shout-outs, is Ryan Seacrest. Really? The dude is legit. I was doing a show uh, called the doctors and I was like are oh, you guys are gonna tear me up on the show talking about how horrible donuts are for you and they said "No, just come on the show you know we'll, we'll, we'll do you good and I was like all right promise and they're like we promise I'm on my way to the show LA and doc- the doctors next thing you know Ryan Seacrest people call me and they're like hey chef we want you to come on the show you know and I'm like you know what it's funny I'm actually in LA right now oh you have to swing by and I'm like but I've got another commitment and you know how it is guys I just can't hold on let me call you back calls back hold on it's Ryan he wants to talk to you and I'm like are you kidding me right now I'm driving I'm in my Lamborghini Gallardo at the time yeah and I'm yeah like driving. I'm like oh. and, hey there's Ryan's egress and I'm like dude this is freaking real I, I sell donuts you know that right and he's a fan he's totally stoked he's like dude I hear you're in LA I know you've got a show I know where that studio is it's literally if you're getting off the 405 you're gonna pass by my studio pull in the valet is gonna meet you there he's gonna take your car come up whatever we're doing we're stopping and I'm like how can you say no you yeah. know what I mean so I go up do the show And here's my biggest regret. Guys, you got it. When People invite you. Do it. We tell My son and I, we see people all over. And we invite them down to Donut Bar. Let us take care of you because they're good people, whatever the case might be, right? Little family. We love them, whatever the case might be. Ryan invited me back because he knew I'd go to the doctors. And he's like, hey, after we finish here, we all hang out. Come back. Hang out with us. And I said, yeah. But you know, sometimes you take those invites, and you're like, ah, he's just being a nice guy. Yeah. Dude, I was so bummed. I went and I filmed the doctors. And I didn't go back because I'm I'm driving. I'm like, should I? No, no. He does. Does he want me to? Yeah. Now I'm thinking about, dude, he wanted me to. So Ryan, if you hear this, dude, I'm down. Let's go. (laughs) But no, sincerely, a nice guy, man. That's awesome. And and we find that right. The more a lot of times, more successful people that we meet, they they're good people because good things happen to good people.
0: Yeah. Right. Yeah. There's
1: been a few that have snuck through the cracks. You know what I mean? And they made it and they, they might not have been such good people. Yeah. But I have to admit, by far, the majority of people that I have met, they're really good.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So you had mentioned John Cena. I've got a funny John Cena story that happened right downtown. So, okay. uh, the coffee place right next door, coffee and talk. Yeah. Yep. Great people. I, yeah. yeah. Super yeah. nice. percent. Right? Yeah. Um, I, I'm walking down and I'm going into coffee and talk and you uh-huh. know how they have the seating area outside. Sure. So I'm walking, and they have the chairs that sort of face, you know, to the street and to the door. Yeah. And I see the back of this dude who's just Jack, yeah, sitting is. in yeah, a nice yeah. suit, and I, I didn't even see his face. I see the back of this guy's head and I go, that's John you Cena. You recognized him, that's funny. I that's didn't cool, know that uh, he spent time here, yeah, I, you know, he whatever, does, yeah, right? Yeah, kind of cool, yeah. Yeah, so I, I walk by and I look at him, and my family's from Massachusetts. I spent a good portion of my life in Boston, sure. and I know that he's from right outside of Boston. Yeah. So, what do I do when I walk by John Cena? I don't go, hey, Mr. Cena, I don't ignore him. Okay. My dumb ass goes, hey, hey Boston! <laughs> and he just looks at me like he just saw the biggest oh. idiot, which he did, and I'm so <laughs> immediately, oh. I'm so embarrassed yeah, yeah, yeah. that I'm like, oh, hey, you know, and, right, and he's right, just right. like, trying to ignore me. Yeah. You he's know? like,
1: ignore that guy. That guy's yeah. a creepo weirdo. He knows, he knows where I'm from. He knows way too much yep. and he's being Boston on me right now. Yeah. He was like, you went total Boston on him.
0: Yeah. It wasn't <laughs> even my voice. It was like the grouch came into yeah, my yeah, body yeah. or something. Yeah, you know? Exactly. So, so I, 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 get embarrassed and I just walk inside and I get my coffee and I'm standing there and I'm looking through the <laughs> doors and he's looking at me and he's trying to ignore me yeah. and he's sitting with his girlfriend yep. like, and I'm thinking, you know, if I was him, I would be so pissed. People probably come up to him all the time. They probably oh, yeah. just, just, feel like he owes them something so you know th- th- go on yeah so so while I'm standing there I'm thinking man I gotta I gotta apologize I gotta do something because yeah. I'm not this guy I'm yeah. I, I don't care about celebrities either it was just sure. like the Boston connection yeah, I think and you're like oh, I know this yeah like, I got
1: connection there there's yeah. connection. Let connection let me
0: talk about the connection yeah. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah so I get my coffee and I go outside and and I'm like okay I'm just gonna walk by him and I'm like no I can't do that so I walk up to his table and mm-hmm. I look at him and he's ignoring me like I'm standing right here and he's just he finally kind of reluctantly looks over and sure. i'm like hey i just want to apologize you don't owe me anything i imagine this happens all the time i i i completely fucked up just want to say i'm sorry i hope you have a good day and that was cool yeah and i'm thinking he'd be like all right yeah you know and he yeah. was like that's actually very what do you say that's very empathetic of you how's your day and then we just started that's talking cool, bro. yeah that's and cool he was so nice that's and then cool. I, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm like, all right, you know, I really wanted to take a picture with him, but I'm sure. like, I'm not gonna. Yeah, am I gonna I press can't, this? Oh, yeah, I'm press it right can't, now. I can't be like, hey, sorry. Did by you take the way. a picture with him? I didn't. No, but I walked <laughs> back <laughs> in here, and Donald, who's in that office, yeah. I go, hey, John Cena's at Coffee and Talk, yeah. and he's like, okay, dude, and I'm like, no, no, John Cena's like down right now. and he's like, yeah. what? And John I'm, Cena? Like, yeah. No way. <laughs> yeah. So, so he, he, uh, he he kind of perks up and he gets down and he's looking at me like doesn't because we fuck around a lot sure, he yeah. doesn't quite believe me and he goes and the last thing he says is he leaves the office or last thing I tell him is do not take a picture with him he, he's not going to want to take right, a picture right, right, he's right, like right, okay right. okay yeah. Yeah. And he comes back up with a picture. I got a fucking picture of him. Yeah. <laughs> That's the best. Yeah, but No, it's yeah. cool, man. Uh,
1: you know, and I, I love uh, meeting celebrities. I don't stalk them myself just like you are. But I think what happens is, is people just want to form, just as you did, some sort of a connection with them. You know what I mean? Because the thing is, is, they're out in public, the public eye, I should say. Then whenever they're out in public, we, we, we instantly, we, ha- we feel like we know them, right? We feel, and I'm sure people that recognize you even though you don't know them from anybody, but they've followed your podcast, they see what you do, they know who you're about, so they feel this connection with you right away. So it's kind of a weird thing, right? Like, I always put myself on this really micro San Diego celebrity thing, where it's like, I'm a little bit known in San Diego, so it's kind of odd sometimes never, and I enjoy it, I appreciate it. Please, if you see me, say you hello. You are I'm a enjoying. San Diego celebrity. Everybody uh, okay. knows you. So it's kind of thank you. I appreciate yeah. that. But people have these relations with me because they're following social media or they're following Donut up our social media, and, and 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 they they get to know you, but you don't really know them. But that's what's really cool about this day and age, right? Is we can make so many connections, and we have to always realize, man, our uh, connection with people is a lot stronger than we actually think it is. To. Yes. So a lot of people say, oh, social media and this and that, where it, it's pushing people further apart. Not really, dude, it's bringing people together because we know about people, you know what I mean? Even my own son, we share more stuff and we work together, but then whenever he's out, I'm sending him what I'm doing. He's sending me what I'm doing. And dude, the connection's even stronger. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So I, I think I, I love social media and I've got to say social media definitely helped create Donut Bar. There's no doubt about
0: it. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, the, the social effect of everybody sharing, because the first thing people want to do is they want to share these donuts because they're so unique. They're so yeah, cool. Yeah. And then you have the the donut you know, mural outside that people sure. are taking a picture with and and the whole experience, the Ferrari, everybody wants to share that, which just spreads like wild which is really, really good. I, I wish that donuts were healthier because I would be there every day. No, you know? no, no.
1: Moderation is key, right? And, and remember this, everybody out there listening, the center of the donut is the healthiest. Zero calories, <laughs> zero fat. It's like eating air. It actually yeah. is. And air sucks. So. You should, donut.
0: You should sell an empty bag that says, hold the donut for sale, zero yeah, I'm calories. Gonna, I'm going to
1: say, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say uh, bring this over to you. That's yeah. what it's going to say. That's
0: awesome. So you had mentioned that you had quit in the hospitality industry to go chase your dreams.
1: Yeah, yeah, race motorcycles, yeah. Yeah.
0: So it, it, basically everybody in the world, I think a majority of people are not where they want to be, and they don't know how to get there. Right. So if somebody is working a job and they know inside them that they deserve more, that they are capable of more, Mm -hmm. but they don't know where to start. I was in that position. Yeah. We all have been. What would you tell somebody who is trying to go chase their dreams, but they're not sure where to start? Right. Okay. First off, don't be
1: foolish. Okay. You have to make certain that you have your bases covered, meaning you have money to survive on. You have rent. Don't do the thing where you're going to be, I'm chasing my dreams. So now I'm couch surfing or I'm living in my car. That's not the way to chase your dream. Chase your dream, you got to start off on a good foundation, okay? So maybe you don't have that foundation right now. Build that foundation first. Make sure if it's a 9 to 5 that you need to build the foundation, go get a 9 to 5. Who cares? You have to support yourself first. If you're not willing to take those steps, what makes you think you're going to be successful in business? Bullshit, you're not. Lying to yourself. Yeah. Sleeping in your car is not working, bro. There's a few stories we hear about it. Dude, they're far and few between. So the last thing you want to do is I'm um, borrowing money from my parents. And I see a lot of people talk about that. No, borrow friends. You have a great idea. Follow your dreams. Fuck that. Do not. Do not borrow your way to prosperity. You cannot. Just like you cannot save your way to prosperity. Yeah. So my, and, and, and like I say, I love working with my son for this. He saves. The boy saves. Save some money. Get a little nest egg built up, right? I'm not saying not to chase your dreams. Your Dreams are going to be there, right? you're never too old to start your dreams either. I mean, we, we've all seen it on social media, the, the biggest billionaires in the world. They're not in their forties or fifties, some of these guys, before yeah. they start making their money, right? So there's time, okay? Time is going to be on your side. Build that foundation first. Make sure that you got your rent covered, your phone bill covered. Don't go into debt with a whole bunch of people. If you can start without any debt, better in life. Borrowing money is a big, big no-no, in my opinion, unless it's you're borrowing in the real estate world right and you're, right. And you're, you're doing all these financial good moves debt. but good debt but if you're just you know if, if i can just get my family to scrounge up 50 grand for me i can start my coffee shop no make it happen because if you're willing to make it happen on your own and 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 truly earn it and make it happen then it's going to be a lot it, it's going to show your determination to be successful right right so i get a lot of people that ask me for money you can imagine, right? Just because I'm kind of out there, right? I get emails and, and text messages, and can you support me here, and can you support this and that, and it's people I don't even know, some people I do know. I made a golden rule, I don't borrow money out. Yeah. Don't do it. Yep. And this is what I say. And it's something that I, that I created on my own, I heard it. And, and I forget who it is, but somebody once said, whenever someone comes to ask you for money, borrow money, ask them, oh, what, what do you have for sale right now? you have something I can buy? Before I'm gonna hand you some money, right. what do you got? What's in your garage? What aren't you using? Oh, well, I got this bicycle. not in the market for a bicycle, but you know, sell it to me for two hundred, I'm gonna flip it, and I'm gonna sell it for five hundred. Right. Or if you really want that money, put it on offer up, put it on Craigslist. Yeah. Go get the money. What's right. around your house that you don't need? Yep. If you are willing to come and ask me for money, what sacrifices have you made? Yep. What have you sold? We all have got tens of thousands of dollars of crap yeah. laying around our house. Yeah. If I have to go make 10 grand tomorrow, you better believe I'm on offer up. Yeah. And I'm selling some stuff. I got, and, I, and this just recently happened. Uh, uh, some an acquaintance I knew asked me for money. And I legitimately said, send me your offer up. I yeah. don't have one. Why? Everybody should have an offer up. Yeah sell stuff. Yeah. It's easy. You take a picture of it and sell it and you meet somebody on your way to work. Come come coming to your job. Who cares? Yeah. Here it is. I made 20 bucks today. Woo. So that that, but, 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 but to f- follow up chase your dream, do it, but build a foundation first and don't be afraid to make the jump. Yeah. Like I make the jump in with both feet. Yep. Whenever I started riding motorcycles, next thing you know, I'm racing motorcycles. Yeah. When I started donut shop, next thing you know, I have Forbes, gold standard of donut shop. USA Today's number one donut shop in the country. Yelp, blah, blah, blah. Uh, every, every review station there is, the number one donut shop in the country.
0: Yep. But
1: you have to start with that foundation. Remember, I'm that kid from the San Fernando Valley that touched the Lamborghini Countach. <clears throat> oh, I love it. Dude, like there was zero dollars. And, and I've got the, 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 the whole, uh, you know, poor guy coming to a new place with two suitcases. I literally moved to Hawaii... With two suitcases and a one-way ticket and six hundred dollars in my wallet yeah that's what I did so I say don't couch surf, but I had 600 and to me back then that was a lot and I got a job the very next day yeah so 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 you have to build your foundation right and don't be afraid to work like I said earlier in this podcast being a servant take pride in that we're all servants you're a servant to your company you're a servant to your clients take pride in it right So many people, their egos are so big. My son and I, we talk about this often. Their egos are so big, yet undeserving. Yeah. You don't deserve to have a big ego yet, right? I don't have an ego. It looks like I do on the outside, but I also just get this. You are the least egotistical person I know. And I'm thinking, you saw me pull up in a Ferrari, right? (laughs) You know, it's like, how am I not egotistical? I got a flipping Ferrari. Yeah. But it's how you how you handle that Ferrari, right? You see cool guys driving in their cars, their Lambos, their Roses, and they have this big frown on their face. Dude, if you see me with a frown on my Ferrari, it means something broke. Otherwise, I'm happy, bro. I'm like, I'm in a Ferrari right now. You kidding me? Life is good, I'm blessed, you know? So, uh, but, but, but people, follow your dreams, do it, run with it, but make sure you build a foundation first make sure if you don't build that foundation first, dude, it's not going to work.
0: Yeah. And you know, it's funny because now my business is doing really great and I get people to ask to invest in the business. Can I borrow some money. Yeah. No, not even, not even that. Like <laughs> no
1: pe- me. Can oh, I personally yeah, yeah. borrow some money? No.
0: <laughs> but people will, uh, I'll buy some donuts. <laughs> Thank you. But people, <laughs> um, donut counts. people will, will try to invest money into it because right. they know it's making money. Yeah. But it's so funny because, um, we don't need it now, but yep. when I needed it, I shouldn't have had it. And I went to one of my friends who is really, he's got, he's got some money. Yeah. And I always looked up to this guy. He was a mentor of mine. And I remember when my business was doing okay. And I had a vision for it. I knew it was going to work. And sure. I told him if I just had $30,000, I could do this, 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 and this. And I had a plan for it. Yeah. And he looked at me and he was like, I love you. But you do not need thirty thousand dollars, you need to get your ass back to work. And he was dude, so See, that's what I'm right. talking about. And, and he's still a really good friend of mine. Yeah. And and that was one of the best thing at the moment I'm like, bro, you've got millions of dollars. You What's know thirty grand to you, you know dude? me right stuff then, bro. Yeah. I'll pay you back double. Yeah. And if he had given me that thirty thousand, I would not have learned the lessons that I needed when I was backed up on rent, when I was yep. broke getting my car repoed, all of that so we've all been there that's the thing i've
1: had cars repoed in the past yeah. i mean i was 22 you better never get your truck repo you're in so much trouble um <laughs> that's my son you apartment. made the mistake <laughs> so he doesn't have to yeah exactly 100 and we have talked about that we talk about finances you know we talk about how to take care of yourself you know how to make those payments get those payments done double up on your payments all yeah. that good stuff yeah and that's what you've learned too your back was against the wall yep. but had you just been gifted that money yeah regardless if you had a note on it and you had to pay it back it would have been given to you right and you're not going to work as hard or Trust it as much. I've seen it time and time and time and time again. People that, and I'm like, a little part of me's like, dang, they got lucky. That dude just dropped them 500 grand, a million, two mil, whatever. And then I check in back in on them, you know, and it's like, Man, that money's gone. Yeah, it's a blessing it and a curse. Goes. It really is. It just goes. So you have to learn to build that foundation, follow your dream, but build the foundation and, and, and stack on that because all those lessons that you're learning. They're going to pay off just like it paid off to you. You know yeah. your finances now. You know how to make things happen. Right. And, and, and you, you probably sell stuff on OfferUp. I, I do. <laughs> Look at my OfferUp. It's Santiago Campa OfferUp. Buy some shit.
0: <laughs> do you, you have donuts on there?
1: No, I don't have donuts be on be there. Hilarious. I have a sewing machine on there. I have some really cool anarchy wheels for a Ferrari 488. If you want those, those are nice. They're on there. I think I listed at twelve grand, but they're like thirty-six with tires. Wow! Um, yeah, it's a good deal. So if you have a four-eight-eight and you want some Ferrari wheels, I got them. Yeah, I just got random stuff, not just high-end stuff like that, and and it works. I I like OfferUp. I buy stuff on OfferUp. You know, there's yeah. deals to be had. Yeah. You know, and it doesn't matter how much money you have, how much bread you've got. Uh, if you can get a deal, you get a deal. Yeah. Nothing wrong with it at all. Yeah. And if you got something sitting around, just sell it. Just sell it, cause you're gonna pay storage on it. Yeah. You know what I mean, you're gonna next thing you know, you have the storage center. You know. So, uh, and that'll help you start those entrepreneurial dreams. Yeah. Right? And and you, there's so many people to talk about just flipping things. Now I'm not flipping stuff. I just get when stuff's old, I'll put it on Instagram or not Instagram on opera but I have so much more stuff that I should do so practice what you preach I'm going to go home and I'm going to start posting some new stuff
0: love it <laughs> thank you so much for coming by dude uh, it's my
1: pleasure lots of energy in here I, I see why your success you know energy begets energy and, you, and you've got it right so uh, thank you. I, I appreciate it bro thanks yeah. for having me on here donut bar at donut bar SD that's our verified Instagram 631 B Street come down check it out grab a donut it's truly the best donut in the world if it's not then I've been lying this whole time Thank you so much. Brother, appreciate you. Appreciate it. Thank you. That's a wrap.